show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I certainly appreciate you all um, tuning in. And, of course, uh, what matters to me? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you what matters to me is because it should matter to all of those football fans out there is the Cowboys lost a game they were expected to win again. So Cowboys lost. That's what matters to me. And um, <clears throat> I, I just wanted to, you know, talk about that a little bit on today's show for the simple reason is I think it's costing the credibility of one of the greatest wide receivers that ever played the game. Mike Orvin is losing credibility because he is so loyal to the Cowboys who don't seem to be giving him enough ammunition that he could support his positions, <clears throat> his position on the Cowboys being an elite team or having what it takes to return to at least being in that conversation. They may have the talent on paper, but they're not doing it on the field. There, there's no doubt about it. And now you got his counterpart, Troy Aikman, who is saying that the Cowboys need to clean house. This, this, the fans should be mad. Why should the fans be mad? The Cowboys should take the Nordstrom approach. For those of you out there, you, you, you've shopped at Nordstrom's before. You know that you could buy something from Nordstrom's and five years later take it back. You got the receipt. They don't give you no problems. The Cowboys, it's, it's time for Jerry to consider next year half off Ticket prices for ticket holders over five years. Not 25 years, Jerry, since the last time you guys have been to the playoffs. But for the last 10 years, if there are season ticket holders that have been paying and supporting his team faithfully for the last 10 years, next year Jerry Jones should give those people who help him build Jerry's house, Jerry's place, Jerry's world, they should get a half-price ticket, season ticket for next year. They just should, I mean, think about it. What in America is it that we pay our hard-earned dollars for? I could make the same argument for, for Cleveland, but, you know, they're not standing up shouting and telling the world they're America's team. But, but what do we pay our good money for and we get a product that's worth half its value or not even it's, it's, this is not what I pay for we you return it they always say what does a player do when he wants a new contract or well, he sits out or something okay well what do the what what can the fans do they shouldn't have to do it a good owner should say well you know all right I'm on TV I, I mean Jerry has even become a celebrity himself now I mean I would doubt that there are 10 owners in the National Football League. I'm going to say 10. I'll probably say five owners in the National Football League that if they stood in front of a camera, you would know who they were. Avid football fans. Five. Jerry, Jerry could stand in front of the camera twice to make up for the you know five because it's probably only three or four. Can't tell me who, who owns the Jets. Can't tell me who, who, who owns... Well, I'm not going to say the Arizona Cardinals. Well, you can't tell me he owns Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
can't tell me who owns the Cleveland Browns. You could tell me their names probably, but you, if you saw their faces, you wouldn't know who they were. But Jerry Jones, Jerry's become a celebrity now. That, that's all Jerry cares. Why should Jerry be answering the question? Jerry's, what Jerry is responsible for is he's somehow, even in the midst of all this losing, this team has become the highest valued team in the NFL. The brand is worth more than any other team in the NFL. I think they're like a $3 billion team, maybe four, maybe $6 billion. And they've been losing over the past 25 years. That's what he's been a mastermind. And somehow or another, he's increased the value of his franchise while they've been losing. Nowhere near the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game. They can't even smell it. They're nowhere near it. One player is going to his grave fighting, yelling, screaming about how good this football brand is because it's obviously not the team he's talking about. It must be the brand that is the Cowboys. That is a, it is a multi-billion dollar brand. It must be the brand because it's not the football team. On the other hand, you got another Hall of Famer who helped make that Hall of Famer a Hall of Famer. They, they contributed to each other's Hall of Fame status. And that is, Troy says, they need a clean house. It's time to, hey, it, hey man, it, it's, they, and, they, and remember now, Troy was a team, on a team, I think they won one or two games. So he, he knows what it's like to be down at the bottom, but can rise at the top. So it's not like you've got somebody who hasn't been there. That's one thing that's was, was good about when you get guys who've done this and played in these games, been in these locker rooms, been around the coaches, been around the owners, and who are willing to share with you their, and be transparent about what really goes on in these locker rooms and what, what's really said and how you really feel. I, I would want that too. It's like anything else. Why is there any other industry where you want an expert opinion and you just go to a narrator who has no experience of being there whatsoever, a commentator, a journalist, doesn't really know any, hasn't been in those trenches. Listen to Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. I don't know if Michael's drinking the coffee. He's got some syrup, funny kind of syrup in that coffee. Because, Michael, you, you're one of the greatest that ever played the game. You know that this Cowboy team is not worthy of the energy that you're putting in to try to defend them. It's, it's taken away from your credibility as a great football player to recognize great talent. You were one that you went in the locker room, you went in the film room, you studied those players, you knew how to get open, you knew how to read coverages, you knew how to catch the ball, you knew what to do after you caught the ball, you knew how to block, all those things. You now are damaging your credibility as an athlete because you are standing up for a team that every, everybody in the world sees they're, they're no good. Because they're making too many, they're making too many mistakes, too, too, way too many mistakes, way too many mistakes, and, and 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 I don't know how they, I don't know how they continue to do that, and get away with it each week that they're and major changes and even in the lineup, so they're, they're just making some major, you know, for a while there we were excited about, we, we were excited about the great uh, running game they had, Zeke had seventy five yards I think in the first quarter. And then what do they do? They give it to Dak. And then Dak, hey man, costly mis two costly mistakes. 
and they cost you the season. And then you got another guy on the other side of the, you know, who's making good plays, good decisions with the ball, throwing the ball like a laser. Now, I'm not saying we, you, I'm not saying we, you guys, give up on Dak right now, but <laughs> the coaches, the plays, the creativity, I mean, you watch other teams, teams throughout this year, even the New England Patriots. New England Patriots are going with a little razzle-dazzle. We got Tom Brady out in front trying to throw some blocks. He ain't throwing any. Look at Cam Newton out there doing the same thing. Cam out there. Cam, <laughs> Cam ran out of bounds. How many of you saw Cam run out of bounds? He sure did. But I'll, I'll tell you what. We, uh, we certainly are going to uh, spend some time, the rest of this show, talking about the Dallas Cowboys and, and the rest of the games that we just saw this weekend. Good football. One game certainly lived up to it. Drew Brees did not let us down. I think I got to take a break, so we're going to take a break, and we'll be back. You listen to Rail the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. Sports Channel. Have you got something to say about your favorite team? Or want to make a comment on recent news? Like us on Facebook and make your voice heard. The discussion is always continuing. Search for Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me? The Dallas Cowboys, they matter. They matter because they are cheating their fans out of their ticket price money. The money they're spending on the price of a ticket, it's overvalued. They're spending way more for a ticket than the effort that the team is putting out and the results that they're getting. 
And because of that, this is an inflated franchise value based upon the production on the field. You're not getting what you're paying for. And, and they're cheated because there are people who, you know, you spend good money to go see a game where you think it's going to be a real competitive team. And, and they're not, it's not a competitive game. The Cowboys were expected to win that game. Now, I know there's some games that you lose that you're supposed to win, some games you're supposed to lose, and you win. The Cowboys have been on the other side too many times. The games they're expected to win, they are losing. They're, this is not America's team. This team is not what should represent America around the world as to, okay, you want to see a great football team, American football? The Dallas Cowboys, they are America's team. No, they are not. They are not. And uh, a couple days back, they showed you why they're not. The Dallas Cowboys are just... They're just not a good football team. They're not a good football team. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, ownership. The only thing that's good about the Dallas Cowboys is the facility they play in. Nothing, nothing else. They got history, but we're not paying for history. Janet Jackson told you years ago, what have you done for me lately? It's lately. You only get in the playoffs when you win. That's, that's it. That's it. The Dallas Cowboys have, you know, prior to the season start, we thought they'd be okay. They go out and get Amari Cooper. He, he catches a few passes. He catches a few passes. He, he looked okay for his first day. I'd say okay. But then Beasley, what, what, what do you just act like he's, he can't catch the ball? Why can't you throw the ball to Beasley? He's one of your better receivers. Something is wrong with the person who is making the decisions about what happens on the football field. Something is wrong as it pertains to the person who is supposed to innovate, to energize the team and make sure that these guys are giving you your best effort. Their performance, their output on the field is not that of somebody who wants to win a championship. Effort can be seen. The heart is inside the effort that they put out. That's what you measure. How bad does somebody really want it? The effort that they put forth tells you how bad they want it. A lack of effort, don't want it. Don't want it. I don't see Cowboys flying all over the football field. I don't see, you know, all 11 men in the picture when it's a tackle. I don't see... Offensive linemen way down the field making blocks on, on a short pass and running the distance to, to get a block. I don't see that extra effort. All these things that I'm saying to you, when you go to the film and you watch a successful team that wins a championship or championships, if it's just that year, that's the year they put out that maximum effort. If it's just that game, it's that game that they put out maximum effort. But you will see the effort. You will see Lyman running downfield. You will see Lyman running to make a tackle downfield. You will see a defensive back from one side of the field go to the other side of the field and make a tackle or make a play. You'll see a receiver make an outstanding block. You'll see a quarterback make an exceptional play. 
These things will happen. The effort is just not there. The coaches will be in the game, coaching, involved in it, emotional, caught up in it, but composed. The Cowboys are lacking everything. You know, and, and why is it that the camera has to go to Jerry Jones every time there's a timeout? We don't need to see Jerry. Jerry's not playing. We know who he is. And you can stop that. There used to be a time, I remember uh, a few years back when Steph Curry's little girl was like, she's such a little darling. But she got too much, she got overexposed. And then people started saying things, and they stopped showing the camera. We don't want to see Jerry anymore. We've seen him enough. There's no reason why all, you know, you see the news conference and all these people are standing up talking to Jerry like he just played. Jerry, I think, went to Arkansas and played back at the turn of the century. Come on, Really? We want to get the answers from Jerry? You think he knows what's going on? Obviously he doesn't. And which role is he going to accept? I'm saying, as I said a little earlier, as the owner, you've done what you need to do. You've, You've increased the value of your brand. Now let the coach increase the value of your team on the field by getting some wins. Let your ego get out of the way. You down in the red zone? You don't have to try to throw in the double coverage. If, you, if, you, if you'd have kept Dez, you could just throw it to the back of the corner, let him jump up and get it. You got a touchdown. You don't have Dez anymore. Why? Hmm. Jerry made a decision. That's just not a good thing. But there, there were some other games. It wasn't just them. But I, I want to say this. There's been two teams that have been a disappointment for football fans. And it isn't because it's because of the play of the team, but it also is because of some people that are upstairs or on the sidelines. Dallas is obviously one. The other one is the Raiders. I got family members all over the country calling me, they're texting me. They got problems, man. The Raiders fans got real serious problems. What the hell is going on with the Raiders? We thought that was going to be somewhat of a game. 34 to 3? Really? I mean, it, it gets to the point now where you you, you got to be thinking about, okay, was there a buyout clause in Chucky's contract? I mean, like, after the first year or two or the first five years, you know, can we pay him, like, 25% of his money and get him out of here? I mean, you had to have a clause. It couldn't be straight across the board. Guaranteed, I put my signature on this, I'm getting $100 million. Only way I'm out the door is you give me 100 Can't be that. It's got to be something. you got to exercise some kind of clause. A team of which Chucky felt that, hmm, you could probably use him more than we can. We don't really need him. You could have him send Mag up to the Bears. He hasn't played the last couple games, been injured, banged up. But his play got him started. He got him motivated, got him believing in himself, and he got the other players around him playing better. So even when he doesn't play, they can still beat another team. 41 to 9. 41 to 9. The Bears beat up on the Bills like that. It, you know, it's th- th- those are the two teams right there. The Dallas Cowboys and the Raiders. The Raiders lost, of course, I said 34 to 3. But th- that, 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 that's just disappointing to football fans. The Raiders and the Cowboys. 
There used to be a time where that, that'd be a good Super Bowl. Now, I don't even know what kind of, but that, that's the, the bottom bracket bowl. Now, that, I don't even know. They should make them play a game to see who gets the first round, the first draft pick. Because they may be fighting for that position at the end of the season. We never know. But certainly there, there were some good games out there. We got the, the young quarterbacks. <laughs> there is a duel going on now. And it's an age duel. It's the, it's the young guys against the old guys. It, it, I mean, it, 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 it's kind of funny, but you look at Tom Brady, who's 41. You look at Ben, Big Ben, who's 36. You look at Alex Smith, who's 34. Drew Brees, who's 39. They balling. Drew is 7-1. and one. Alex 5-3. and three. Ben 5-2-1. and one. Tom 7-2. I mean, really, they, they might have got started early, but all, all four of these dudes, man, could have kids in the NFL. If they'd have got started, you know, earlier than, they, than anybody ever wants their kids to get started. But, you know, they, they could, Tom could actually be a grandparent if he'd have got started early, if he'd have got started 15 or 16. It, it's, it's just amazing. But but okay that that's the that's the old crew that's the old crew the young crew Deshaun Watson Patrick Mahomes Mitchell Trubisky Jared Goff Jared's eight and one Trubisky's five and three Patrick eight and one Deshaun six and three Deshaun is twenty three. Patrick is 23. Trubisky is 24. Jared Goff, 24 years old. The old against the young. I don't think there's ever been such an age disparity like this where there's four very, very good quarterbacks at one end of the spectrum and then at the other end of the spectrum, there's four that are very good as well. Now, to be honest, I think probably Jared Goff and maybe Patrick Mahomes those are two who possibly have a chance, I believe, maybe, in being in the Super Bowl this year. They possibly could be. Possibly. I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying they stand a greater chance than the other two. If I look at the old guys, Tom, of course, and Drew. I wouldn't say Alex or Big Ben, what I expect, but, but, a, but a legitimate chance, Tom and Drew. And, and you know what really would be crazy? is if Tom and Drew end up playing each other. That, that would be the oldest <laughs> starting quarterbacks in the history, probably of any major sport, that a, like a starting pitcher or, you know, a significant role in the game was by what would be considered a senior citizen in the league because they, they maxed themselves out in their pension. They're not getting any more money. <laughs> they, they reached it a few years ago. But I, I'm, I'm really happy to see the guys playing and doing well. These guys are not just hanging on. You know, we saw Peyton, who didn't want to give it up a few years ago. He wanted to get a Super Bowl, got a Super Bowl. But Peyton, like his brother Eli, you could see the talent had diminished and it was just a fraction of what they were. And Eli is the same thing. I guess Eli is maybe Eli hopes to get traded to a team that he gets to be like his brother and gets to go out on the Super Bowl championship. Don't know if that's going to happen. But certainly, 
Let's talk about these 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 old heads, if you will. Yeah, that's you know that's what the young guys call the older guys. They call us old heads, OGs. You know, OGs, old heads. That's what they call us. So 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 the OGs in in, in football, old guys, original gangsters, old guys, original gangsters. Denzel Washington, good movie. OGs, Tom Brady. Tom is just, you know, I I, I got to give it up now. He, he from that school up north, but I, I just have to give it up to Tom Brady. The man is good. I've, I've always said he was good. I've, I haven't liked him for the simple reasons as he went to the university. I'm going to say it because he deserves the respect. The University of Michigan. So I've never really cared a lot about him. And then he played for the New England Patriots. I've never really liked the New England Patriots. And plus they beat my Eagles in the Super Bowl. But Tom Brady is just, I mean, he's on top of his game. Who wouldn't take Tom Brady right now as a quarterback on your football team? Who wouldn't? If, if you wouldn't, you must, you must, your last name must be Jones and your first name must be Jerry and you must own the team in Dallas because you think they're America's team and you think Dak is, you know, Dak is it. Big Ben. Now, Big Ben is doing okay. Ben is just playing a normal Ben season. Nothing spectacular. Nothing you haven't seen before. Nothing you don't expect. Sometimes holding on the ball a little bit too long, taking a little bit, you know, too many hits. Then, you know, spotting somebody that's open or, or you know, buying some time and, you know, letting the receiver, you know, kind of get open or throwing them open. Ben's just having a Ben season. And that, you know, he's got some help in the backfield, even though uh, – Michigan State dude isn't there with him. He's still making some things happen. Alex Smith. Alex, of course, is, uh, you know, Alex is Alex. Andy Reid had him. Andy knows what it was, what he had. Andy's a pretty pretty smart guy when it comes to football, particularly quarterbacks. He knows when, he, when he's got a good one. He knows when he doesn't have a good one. So, uh, but Alex is, you know, the risk is ain't, you know, Nothing to write home about. Home for Thanksgiving. Might want to watch them. They're going to be on. You know, you'll get a good game. Drew Brees is the man. The man. That's it. New new man, Steve. Stephen A. Drew Brees. He the man. Outstanding. Outstanding job. Oh, just a great football game and throwing touchdown pass after touchdown pass. We appreciate you throwing to the Buckeye out there. Catching it for 211 yards, I think he did. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take a break here. Got to take a break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Form. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Form or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific. Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, a living like it matters. What matters to me? The Dallas Cowboys. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm disappointed that the Cowboys, the product that they're putting on the field, everything that's involved with that organization, from the owner to the coaches to the scouting staff, all the administrative folks up there working on the football product, the coaches, the players, the trainers, your final product is not what represents America. Stop calling yourself America's team. You are not. You're not worthy of that. Not the entire country, as bad as you are. And they should, why are, they, why are you putting them on national TV all the time? They haven't earned that. For 25 years, they haven't earned that. And why is Jerry Jones' face in the middle of the screen all the time? We don't, we don't need that. Enough is enough is enough. Now, let, let's talk about some things and some people that we should be talking about. Because they certainly deserve that. And, and I, I touched on a little bit earlier. I said the, Drew Brees, of course, was distributing that ball to the right people at the right time. One of those young men happened to be a Buckeye from The Ohio State University. Of course, that's Michael Thomas. who had, I, think Michael, I think it was 12 catches, 211 yards. Historic. Historic for, for him and, and for the Saints as well. And, uh, and then, of course, he, he, he paid tribute to one of the OGs back in the day and uh, with the telephone and, uh, you know, got himself in a little bit of trouble. But that's just, that's, a, that's homage. That's all right. I'm okay with that. Paying respect to the guys who came before you, you know, it may cost your team a little bit, but they, he knew they were going to win, you know. And so it was, it was worth it. At the end, everybody got a chance to giggle about a little bit. Some guys, you know, certainly appreciated the fact that, uh, 
again, just paying respect to those people who played the game before you did. And, but certainly, let me say, you know, I, I told you I was disappointed that Tom Brady was doing so well because he's from Michigan. Well, you know, the Big Ten, just as, you know, Big Tens I'm talking about right now, I'm talking about Michael Thomas, who's from the Big Ten, doing pretty good and catching all those balls. And, you know, Drew Brees, who's throwing the ball to him, hell. And uh, I, I just want to say that in, in that game where Drew Brees was uh, doing such, you know, an outstanding job, you know, he, there's another young man on the other side, one of the young boys on the other side. You know, and it's the young and the old got a chance to play against each other. And uh, you got, you know, got a chance to see what, what could happen when they when they match up. And 45-35, uh, the Saints came out on top. And uh, the Rams uh, just, you know, Jared Goff, they, they couldn't get it done. They didn't get it done that day. And, of, co of course, they were undefeated. But uh, went down there to New Orleans. And another Big Ten guy. Drew Brees, Drew Brees, and uh, and of course, uh, kid over at uh, the Seattle Seahawks. We, you know, Big Ten, you know. So you got three. Russell, of course, got with Russell, with Drew, and with Tom. That's uh three Big Ten quarterbacks right there. And Russell, of course, you know, game was right down the end of the wire, trying to win the game, couldn't win the game, uh, but certainly, uh, you know, had it and made it competitive. <clears throat> so certainly appreciate that performance, unlike the Cowboys, who are not competitive in their, in their victories. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the Chiefs, too, because the Chiefs, and I, 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 you, you, I think many of you know, Personally, some things happened to Andy Reid in his life, and I just think Andy's a good man. Um, I'd like to see him win a Super Bowl. I'd like to see him win it this year because he's got a team that's just electrifying. When you, speaking about getting the value for your dollar, when you go see the Chiefs play, that's what you get. That man, Kareem Hunt, little dude, give you everything he got on every play. You know, if I was sitting in the stands in Cleveland, I might have been rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Might have. The Browns got something. <laughs> well, you know, of course, you know, you fire your coach, obviously you got some problems. But uh, Kansas City Chiefs came in, took care of business. Browns, I, I, don't, I really don't, the state of the franchise right now, I really don't know. I mean, who really wants to, I, I was on a team, where, but for us, it was just our final game. Might have been the final two games, but I think it was just the final game I was on the team. We finished our last game in, in Minnesota, and we had an interim coach. Happened to be there. I go with the Buckeyes again. Happened to be an interim coach. was from the Ohio State University, Fred Bruni. You check uh, interception leaders, history interception leaders for the Ohio State Buckeyes. You'll find a man's name there. Fred Bruni was a secondary coach, and uh, he had to take over and become the interim coach for the last game. Marion Campbell was our coach. He had got fired. Uh, of course, Norman Brayman did that. And um, I'll never forget, we wore swamps. God bless his soul up in heaven. We rode swamp on, the, on our shoes. Swamp Fox. 
a hell of a football player during his day too, Marion Campbell. And um, so we did that. But uh, it, it's not the best thing to play a game when your head coach has been fired. Also, for me, you know what was so made me feel so bad about it is I felt bad. It's like you know what he he's not playing. The coaches ain't playing. When a coach gives you a play, you practice that play. You're supposed to do the best you can to perfect that play. And then when you go out and you don't execute it. And then people do start turning to the sidelines and look at coaches a lot of times. You know, but sometimes coaches call plays whereas you call a play, you know the other team is expecting that play. Now, now it becomes that's where the effort comes in at, guys. I, that's why I want you guys to understand. Because I, I really don't care if I'm playing ball. I don't care if you know what play I'm running. Okay, that's, that's it. Know the play we're running. Stop us. That, that's, that's, that's where the will comes in at. That's when the effort comes. That's when the heart can be measured. Who wants it more? When you know what they're going to do, everybody in the stands knows what they're going to do, and you do it anyway. You can't stop them anyway. We don't care. We're running it right down your nose. So, yeah, so uh, let me get back. Also, there was uh, the, Jets and the, uh, the Jets and the Dolphins. Good game, tight, tight game. I'm not going to say great game, but, you know, it was a competitive game. It was, it was only... 13-6. Dolphins winning, though. Dolphins winning some games. It's just we don't, you know, just other the young quarterbacks, they got one that, uh, you know, mm, Donaldson every now and then, you know, he might look good. You know, he's inconsistent, just inconsistent. But I'll tell you what, uh, Big Ben and the Ravens. Big Ben, it wasn't like the old days, but it was still only 23-16. Them the old Browns. But they got a Super Bowl. So Ben knows every time they're playing, it's gonna, they're going to bring the heat. But the Steelers end up winning and pulling it out. Big Ben just playing like Big Ben's playing. Nothing special, but you just can't count him out. Just, just can't count him out. You just never know what will happen. Um, certainly um, one of the uh, games that, that we were looking forward to but I think what we all got to do is say that the game didn't quite. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm going to say it. it didn't live up to what we thought it would be. I think that the game with the, with the Rams and with the Saints was a better game than what we got from Aaron and Tom. And, and it could just be that they don't have, I don't know, maybe they don't have the exciting players. I mean, I, you know, I, the Patriots and the Packers keep putting these running back, these wide receivers in the back with his running backs. They make a couple plays every now and then, but okay. But the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are exciting. Drew Brees has got some, some players down there. They, they just like mesmerize you. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Kamara, forty-one. Ooh, that running back is like scary. It, it, you know, if I was out there a safety, I might ooh, I might have to ooh break it down a little bit. I'd go get him, but you 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 just I don't know. Alvin just he's got some. You got a little shake and bake in that. So we um we we're, we're just hoping that you know. Everybody that we see out here that 
that these games continue to be competitive and the games that are expected to be competitive, they just live up to the billing. Green Bay and the Patriots, Aaron, I think you did what you needed to do, but the rest of the team didn't show up. Need to show up, but you know, we got to get more from the pack. I don't know if it's on, you know, like Clay Matthews Jr. Is Clay still playing? He's not, Clay isn't playing at the level he was playing years ago. I need him to get that energy back. Maybe let grow the hair a little longer or something. something something's happening. Clay, we need to see more of you. You need to be making great, you were making great plays. You were playing like your dad, who I think should be a Hall of Famer. You, you were on that track at one point in time. You need to get excited about playing football again. You, uh, you know, the camera used to be on you all the time, you know, and uh, there was a reason for that. I, I think Clay Matthews Jr. needs to step it up and, and fire up that defense. That Packer defense used to be as exciting as that Packer offense a few years ago. I mean, Clay Matthews Jr., he was just as popular as Aaron Rodgers was a few years ago. I was like, now it's like, Clay who? And that, 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 has, that has to change, you know, particularly if, if you want to make a strong run. And uh, I, I'm sure you guys do want to make a strong run. Always have, always do. So uh, let's, let's see if we can get you back to that status that, that, status that you were at before. Let's kind of go down the list here, you know, and uh, take a look at some of the standings. As a matter of fact, I'm used to the Packers being at the top of this, and uh, they're not. But let's talk about the teams that I think look good, who possibly could be there in Atlanta. Saints. Saints look good. Saints look real good. Running game, passing game, coaching, being creative with their play calling. Defense is stout. Carolina Panthers right behind them at 6-2. Cam and the fellas look good. We'll see uh, coming up here pretty soon. Uh, the Falcons look good. Just look good. Didn't look great. Tampa Bay, of course, we, we know they uh, took it on the chin because Cam beat up on them. Out in the West, let's take a look at the Rams uh, coming off their first loss. Now, let's see how will they bounce back against adversity. You know, the fact that you lost one game isn't that big of a deal. But but the narrative changed because then people start talking to you about you possibly going undefeated. And maybe you heard some of that chatter and you, maybe you believed in it. And now they've knocked you off that mantle. Are you going to bounce back? Are you going to let that one victory, you know, is there going to be another defeat? I mean, that one defeat, is it going to be another defeat? Let's see what's happening. I think, if I'm not mistaken, you may have just about clinched, um, well, close to clinching. You're 8-1 atop the next close team to you is the Seahawks at 4-4, four and four, and you're 8-1. And one. and uh, it's 9, and we got 6 games left, so no, you're not quite having clinched yet, but uh, close to it. So, Arizona Cardinals. I, and I live here in Arizona, and Really? It's just kind of sad about the Cardinals, but we're not even going to spend time talking about it. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back.
internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Boys America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, by the way, I was a little slow getting back because I, I just got a text and I want to give a shout out to my friend, my homeboy. That's what, <laughs> that's what he calls everybody, homeboy, Herm Edwards. Herm, Herm, Coach Herm is doing a great job with the Arizona Cardinals. They just beat Utah. Uh, I think they've got so, about three signature wins for his first year on his, on his resume. Michigan State. USC, Utah. I mean, because Utah's ranked. So uh, I give a shout out to Herm. And, and also, uh, on another show that I do on uh, NBC Radio, we uh, had the team last week. We had the guys over at the studio and had some guys come in. And J.D. Hill came in, of course. And um, another wide receiver, Horton, came in. Uh, Kevin came in. I, I can't remember the, all the names, guys, but the, I mean, I just enjoyed the guys. It was a team from 1970 that went undefeated. They were the first ASU team uh, that went to the Peach Bowl, that went to a bowl game, a, a major bowl. They went to the Peach Bowl. They won that game, and uh, I think they finished sixth in the country. But uh, a lot of camaraderie between the guys that you could see a genuine love for each other. It was an atmosphere that you just enjoyed. Uh, good to see a lot of guys still in good health. Uh, it was just a great time. And then they, Herm went out and won the game for them. It was their homecoming weekend. So, I'm, you know, I'm out here in Phoenix area. And uh, it was just good to see those guys get together. Coach come in. Herm came in. And, and let me just say this. I want to say what Coach Edwards told those players from 1970 almost 50 years ago 48 years ago he told them they are always welcome they don't need an invitation come by the office come by practice come to the game whenever you want to you're always welcome man I wish somebody was listening at another school out there you know, that, that, that's something, that, that's how you build a legacy program. That's how you treat those people that are important to your program. 
You let them know that this is you. You built this. I just I got I was lucky enough to get this job to take over a program that you guys have built this great legacy. And and believe me, there were guys that were there. You know, you know. Sometimes when guys get together, we tell stories, and you get like ten different versions of the same story. Man, these guys were telling the same stories. You know, they could finish each other's sentences. I mean, that they, they was generally connected, wired, embraced, loved each other, loved each other. And I, I'm happy for them. And we got a Buckeye over there. We've infiltrated him. Scotty Brooks is over there. I'm sorry, Scott Graham. Scotty Graham is over there and uh, taking care of some things in the athletic department. And uh, I think uh, I haven't gotten to a game this year. I've just done some, you know, reporting. So I'm, I'm going to interviewing of guys. Uh, but I think I'm the last. I got one more home game, maybe two. Just got this text. Uh, so I'm going to try to close it out with Herm over there. But ASU, yeah. As a matter of fact, ASU has been good to me, very, very good to me. That's how I ended up here in Arizona. We played in the Fiesta Bowl. The first time I think Ohio State played in the Fiesta Bowl, we lost to Penn State. I don't like to say that part of it, but it's the truth. Uh, played against my homeboy, Todd Blackledge, and had an All-American running back over there, Kurt Warner, and uh, wide receiver, uh, Scott Fiske, I think, was over there. Uh, or Scott may have been gone that year because that was my senior year. It was a, my sophomore year when Scott Fiske was over there. Shout out to Scott. Clipped me early in the game. Man, clipped me so bad, put me out the game. Came back, chopped me from the back. I had to go out the game and, uh, <laughs> true story, you know, when I got drafted by the Eagles, I couldn't wait to get there because I knew Scott Fisker was on that team. I was getting him. Well, Scott came over the first time I walked in the locker room and apologized. Didn't do it on the field that in Penn State, at Ohio State when he did it, but he did then, and I thank God he did because I, it was that was the only thing I was looking to do was to take him out. And I thank God he came over and said, "Hey Ray, man, I'm, I'm so sorry, man. I, 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 I clipped you, and, you know, and uh, you know, people carry things like that around in your minds a lot of times. So, if you clip a dude, just like uh, I never, I'm gonna tell you another story. I'll never forget when I was, I was a little boy, and I really mean, no, I wasn't a little boy. I was a high school student, and it was the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, and the Pittsburgh Steelers came in to play in the, in the game." And they had a wide receiver word number that I wore, 82, John Starworth. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of like the big guy on campus. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, okay, I got a few letters that I haven't even opened up yet, you know. And um, so John comes by, and I'm at the game with some of the fellas. And John comes by, man, I'm trying to get all excited. You know, I'm 82, he 82. He looked at me like, Really? Man, I ain't got time. I got a game to go play. I ain't got time to be come over, you know, give you no dap. I was so embarrassed. I was crushed. I was crushed. But you know what I did at that time? That time. At that minute, I made a pledge to myself, man, if I ever get a chance to take him out, oh, I'm going to take, if I ever get a chance. I didn't, oh, who knows? Who knows? I'm only going to, I'm about to go into my senior year in high school, and I'm talking about taking somebody who's playing in pro football. Lo and behold, my second preseason game, I think it is, 
Uh, first one was in Atlanta. Second was in Philadelphia. The Pittsburgh Steelers come in. I line up, and who lines up across from me? John Stallworth. Oh, oh, and it took, oh, man, I, I mean, my blood. I, I, I went back to when I was that little boy, that high school student, and you embarrassed me because I thought I was a man, and you was the man, and the man treated the kid like he was a kid. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to take him out. But uh, Terry threw the ball the other way, so I didn't get a chance to take him out. And uh, But I got my revenge later on, um, years down the road. Got a chance to go into Pittsburgh. I'll tell you that story some other time. You're going to have to stay around and listen to the show because that story uh, will be a story for another day and another time. But uh, what I did want to do is, before I close out the show, I want to talk about some of those people who are at the top of their divisions who I think possibly are going to be there uh, in the playoff hunt for sure. And we can talk about that now because the season's halfway over with. And, uh, of course, we know the Patriots. Anybody surprised? No. Uh, but are we surprised about behind them by two games? Is the Dolphins? That we, I think we're surprised about. Who else in that division? Do we, it's, probably the, it's probably the weakest division in football. The Patriots, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills. Really? I just, just go put your money on, on the Patriots in Vegas every year. Okay, uh, you got the Steelers. Uh, believe it or not, the Bengals are just a game behind. But if the Bengals do make it, whoever they play against, bet on them because the Bengals ain't going far. You know how that is. But, but I, I'm looking at the Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers are up top, and I expect them to be here at the end of the year when the playoff comes. Uh, you know, you're looking at... Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chargers. Now, the Chargers and the Chiefs, that you know, they're only one game behind the Chargers and one game behind the Chiefs, but I, I'm not so sure. I'm, a, I'm not going to give up on the Chiefs, but I'm going to say that the Chargers are certainly make the wild card. So, and the Chargers could win that division, you know, but right now, hmm. uh, in the NFC East, you know, you're going to the Cowboys at the bottom next, you know, just a couple games ahead of the Giants. But... Uh, the Redskins, who are at the leaderboard right now, I think the Eagles, you know, right there behind them, one game. I think the Eagles will probably end up winning the division. But, you know, Redskins will make it uh, somewhat challenging. Uh, Vikings, um, I like the Vikings. I like the Vikings. Uh, also, I got to go real fast now because time is running out. Uh, Saints and the Panthers. I think Cam's going to be there in the playoffs for sure, but I think the Saints will win that division. Um you know, the Rams and the Seahawks, I'm, I'm just going to go with the, with the Rams. The Seahawks don't look that good. They look okay, but the Rams look very good, and I don't think this one game is going to um, do that much to them. So I'm not just going to – I'm not going to jump ship on them like that. All righty, so uh, I think I've probably – pushing the button. Uh, probably got a couple more seconds, but uh, certainly want to thank you guys for, for listening. Uh, Ohio State Buckeyes got themselves back on track. Um, don't know what that means, really. Um, could be too little, too late. You know, you're in a conference like the Big Ten. You can only can't afford to lose one game. Can't lose any games. I mean, really, college is about going undefeated. You know, and if you don't go undefeated, then you uh, you could have some problems. So, um, but I, I certainly appreciate you folks uh, tuning in and. Uh, I think A-Rod's giving me the thumbs up that it's about that time. So 
Uh, you've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.